Welcome to the race podcast brought to you by FCA Endurance, where our goal is to unite, equip, and encourage Christian endurance athletes in their mission to see the world change for Christ at the local huddle level and across the globe. I'm your host, Andy Peterson. Thanks for joining me for the next, oh, it might be a half hour on this one. We have an action-packed list of ministry updates and events that have taken place or will soon be taking place. So thank you for joining us as we um, as we delve into some ministry updates. So this is episode 14, and I'm recording in the second week of October. And I thought the first thing we can do this go-around was take a look at our members-only global community group, where we start off with some very sad and sobering news from Mike P., So for those of you who don't know, Mike is a fairly new huddle leader out of, I believe, Memphis, and he is helping out with the Ironman Memphis 70.3 that took place last Saturday, just a couple days ago. They were volunteering to run the aid station um, for the run, and this is his third year in a row of doing it, and so Mike, we thank you for volunteering and for sharing Christ's love. Um, in this endurance ministry. And so he's looking to do an informal iron prayer the morning of the race. Um, I don't know if he actually was able to pull that off. Uh, Mike, if you're listening, go ahead and and maybe in the show notes or in the comment section, you can go ahead and let us know if that actually happened. But he does post an update, but it's a rather shocking uh, update about a friend of his who went to be with the Lord. Um. He was his wife's and his singles pastor many years ago, and he married Mike and his wife. Um, He died during the, uh, I guess he had a cardiac arrest during the Memphis Ironman 70.3 swim and went into cardiac arrest, um, or passed away after going into cardiac arrest. So just a a sober reminder of um, just how short life can be, cut short life can be. Um, And so please lift up uh, Mike's friend's family. Mike's friend's family in uh, in prayer and friends, and also Mike as well. Mike obviously has a heart for the Lord and doing a lot of things for the Lord, and to have a friend pass away um, in such a way has got to be very difficult. So our prayers, are, we lift you up in our prayers, Mike, and we will be praying for the comfort of uh, this young man's family. And continuing on this somber note, we're reminded by Brian that um, all of our endeavors in the endurance community obviously are things that we should be thankful for and privileged to be able to do because we get to do this and we get to do this with God. But he's bringing perspective into the equation. He's referencing the war in Israel right now and um, that we should be praying for the peace of Israel as the Bible describes. So please join Brian and me um, in lifting up um, uh, the, uh, the situation that's going on in Israel in prayer to the Lord. My father sent me a text this morning um, telling me to go read Psalm 59, um, and I think it's a very pertinent chapter. Um, and I'll read just the first couple of verses. It says, Deliver me from my enemies, O God. Be my fortress against those who are attacking me. Deliver me from evildoers and save me from those who are after my blood. See how they lie in wait for me. Fierce men conspire against me for no offense or sin of mine, Lord. It goes on with some more harrowing descriptions and a deprecatory prayer and follows up, finishes up actually in verse 17 by saying, You are my strength. I sing praise to you. 
You, God, are my fortress, my God, on whom I can rely. So that's a promise for all of us, but particularly in this case, um, something to take a look at, Psalm 59, uh, and pray that for Israel today. All right, so that's some pretty heavy stuff. Um, Let's move on, shall we? Um, Elwood H. ran a 5K in Hampton, Virginia today, and he is sporting a new FCA shirt actually for the first time. So Elwood, thank you for sharing that. We hope that you were able to glorify God in your race. Um, Looks very cool on you. And we thank you for your participation as a brother in this ministry. All right. And so, I don't know, who here has hopped on the Zwift or maybe even Trainer Road, but mostly Zwift bandwagon? Well, Randy wants to know. Randy has posted and... um, in our Facebook group, and he's interested in finding out who else is involved in Zwift. And he's talking about, and I think it's a great idea too, um, a Zwift team. Apparently, you can have teams on Zwift, and forgive me, I don't know much about it. I'm an outdoor guy. Even when it's cold, I still try to get outdoors, but I think this is the year I'm going to go ahead and buy a smart trainer and get on Zwift. It sounds like it's a lot of fun. Lots of responses in this thread. Apparently, people are already on some teams, but there are, I guess you can be on multiple teams. So it sounds like, um, I don't know, Randy might be taking it upon himself, or maybe somebody else is going to look into starting up a team for FCA Endurance. So I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, I would definitely join, and uh, uh, looking forward to any, <laughs> actually any advice on, uh, on using Zwift. Um, sounds like, I mean, the, even the trainers themselves, the, the bike trainers are very, it's a very competitive market. Prices are going way down. Entry level um, is sufficient, but I know there's some really high-end trainers out there as well that move side to side and back and forth. Very cool stuff. So I'm excited about it. More excited about the FCA Endurance team. I think it would be another great way to get in touch with each other in this global ministry. Alongside people like Randy, Scott, John Ray, Dan, and Robert and others that um, use Zwift and are also part of FCA Endurance. All right, now for our grace report segment. Um, you know, it's a little play on words. It's a race reports. Um, I don't have one officially from Barry Edwards, but I heard that he was on the road, well, on the road, running and biking and also swimming at the Memphis 70.3 this week. Actually, I do know I'm friends with him on Facebook. I don't think he's posted anything. Maybe he did. I haven't checked over on the other FCA Facebook page. We've got the group and we've got the page. Maybe he's already posted. Maybe I should look over there before starting the podcast, but I know he did extraordinarily well once again. And so uh, I know that he gives glory and honor to God um, for his successes and, you know, however, regardless of how he races. And so um, congratulations, Barry, on another amazing, I think it was first place in your age group again. So congratulations to that. I think you're in my age group. So <laughs> maybe we'll go one, two, <laughs> or maybe we'll go one twenty two. I don't know, but it'll be a lot of fun to, to join you in one of these races uh, this, this upcoming uh, season, 2024. All right, so now this race looks amazing. Um, In Trinidad, Colorado, Richard F. Kraft has, um, we got a picture of him in the FCA gear, wearing, I think, a camelback um, and covered in in gravel dust. (laughs) At least his bike is. He's looking pretty clean um, and looking pretty good. Um, Finished the course, I guess it was the 46-mile gravel race. Again, it's in Trinidad, Colorado. 
it took place i think september 30th um and the pictures from just a couple few days actually from yesterday um but yeah so that's great um i gotta get into gravel riding too all my friends are doing it. i'm feeling the pressure uh, but yeah, so well done, Richard. Congratulations. Uh, looks like a, a huge amount of fun. I hope you had fun and I hope you were able to glorify the Lord in the process. So good for you. Very exciting. Up next, I see a lot of people wearing yellow and a couple of podium picks here. We have LB Gale posting award ceremony at Racing the Station Duathlon in Huntsville, Alabama. I was in Huntsville a year ago at this time watching my boys race. Huntsville, I, I love that area. Um, anyway, the U.S. The, <laughs> the U.S. Space Station takes thir- one hour, 31 minutes to get around the Earth. And they and uh, LD says she's trying to beat that time with her own bike, run, and swim. And I don't know what their time was, but it was good enough to take, I think, top spot in the women's and second place in the men's. So that was really cool. Congratulations and way to represent Christ as Mark Long, Mike Powers comments and Mark Long as well. Well done competing for for Christ. So that's really cool. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Those are great pictures. Next up on the Grace Report, we have John C. once again from congestive heart failure to the podium. John places second in his division in this race river rat paddle challenge 7.7 mile race it looks like over 190 paddlers john finishes second in the division and guess what all praise and glory goes to my god so that's awesome john i get goosebumps and very very cool for for you to post that and to glorify god in the process way to go teammate good job john Looks like Steve W. back in late September. Um, I don't think I covered this one, but if I did in a couple of podcast episodes ago, it's okay. I'm going to do it again because it's a good one. Um, Steve finished, it looks like uh, he only finished the 26-mile gravel race. Looks like he did pretty well. He's got a posting of the results. Um, but the most important part, in my mind at least, he got to pray for a woman's husband at the race, the volunteers at the aid station, and a woman at the gas station afterwards. So way to go, Steve. He says he's blessed and thankful for opportunities like this to share his love at his love, Christ's love, at these events. And thankful to all of you that would be us, brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, and so he wishes us to have a blessed, restful remainder of the weekend. Well, it's a couple weeks down the road, and I still take that uh, prayer to heart. So thank you, Steve, very much for that info. All right, the grace report continues, but in this case, not from a racer, but the organizer. Uh, Michael A. was able to hold his the third annual FCA 5K. I think this is in Chattanooga, um, but I could be wrong. Mike, let me know if I'm wrong. The overall winner was a lo- an officer from a local high school, and there were several FCA students who showed up, participated, and also helped out. Um, and so they handed out Bibles, which is cool, obviously, and FCA endurance information. And it looks sounds like they got a couple of sign-ups. So growing the ministry, growing God's kingdom, that's always good to hear. I see the uh, FCA endurance tent, and it looks like several people huddled around it. So can, thank you, Mike, for participating in that. All right, both Michelle and Baba are 
interested in people going to Kona, um, they want to know, they got the, the app downloaded, they want to know if you're participating um, in that race, the World Championships, and so they want to kind of follow along and, tra- and track your progress. And, um, and Baba hastens to add, if that's not too creepy. So, yeah, so feel free to share uh, that information on the group, uh, I guess your bib number, or maybe just your last name, um, and she can track you along with anybody else who's interested in watching the race or following along. Baba also adds that she thought it was really cool. There is um, Providence Community Church is at the Robius Landing Triathlon's website. It mentions that they're going to give, uh, since it's a Sunday, I believe, they're going to have an optional church service on site uh, for people who would ordinarily be in church, but they're racing, that they want to go to church, they can go to church on site. And so they're providing people with this awesome opportunity to, um, to do this after the awards. So it's going to be short and hopefully sweet as well. Sweet time of fellowship, that is. So if you're doing that one, or if you're a church, if you're a, uh, a preacher, um, this is a good idea. Um, I know that at the um, Muncie, I don't know, was that was it last week? Um, I think there was a church that was uh, doing something very similar to this, even perhaps even like giving, um, placing people who wanted to stay close to the race but didn't have any place to stay in the church to like sleep in rooms or whatever. Uh, I think they're probably a half mile down. I've done that race, and I think I know which which church they're talking about. So very gracious and generous for these churches to participate where they can one way or another. I think that is it for the grace reports, whether you're participating in a race or you're organizing a race or your church is supporting a race. Those all go into the grace report. Um, so feel free to go ahead and submit that information to me directly or more importantly or probably better is posting it to the Facebook group. Um, Erica, moving on, I'm still on the Facebook group page, um, but she's looking to find out how to set up an iron prayer. Uh, at IMCA, um, something that she's really excited about. And I did, I, th- I might have known this before, but I got confirmation that there is even indeed an instruction or a guideline on how to get um, set up to put on a successful iron prayer race. And so it's in the PDF format. So um, if you're interested in doing something similar, then download that PDF either from our website or from, um, from this link here on the Facebook page and to get started. So thank you for your heart, Erica. That's going to be phenomenal if you're able to do that. All right, I wanted to take a little bit of time. You might have gotten an email. I know you did if you were a huddle leader. not sure if you're a huddle member, but uh, it's an email from Mark, and it talks more about the FCA endurance updates. I wanted to cover it. Uh, There's some events coming up that you might be interested in um, with virtual meetings and things of that nature, but also many resources that I wanted to share with you, and I'll put these in the show notes as well. But just as a reminder, um, we've got an E3 discipleship resource, um, which is available from our website. It's an excellent discipleship tool, and it's really uh, something that I think you should take a look at, particularly if you're doing some sort of discipleship. But even on your own, it's a good it's a good um, good set of lessons. Um, there's also the FC Endurance Pocket Testaments, uh, which is a great handout for evangelism and discipleship. Um, doesn't have to be at a particular event, but you can just hand, you can have them on hand. I know people who carry tracks around with them. I think it's a great idea, especially if you have that kind of a personality where you're just um, always evangelizing, always looking for opportunities. I guess that could, that's more than just a personality, right? That's a way of life. 
So this is a very good uh, way to uh, live that out. Uh, includes the Gospel of John. The resource is obviously free. You have to pay for shipping. Um, we also have banners and flags and tents that are available for events and expos. Um, so if you're if you wanted to and you can you you know uh, partner up with some friends of yours and put on some, an event such as that or yeah for an ex expo or we've done that in the past. Um, it's we've actually received a lot of uh, positive um, and you know uh, out outcomes from from attending those events, uh, new members, things of that nature. So check those out. Um, don't forget about our U version reading plans uh, to help grow in your faith and your fitness. Those are pretty good. Um, and also try to connect with your local FCA staff to network and partner in this ministry. And finally, if you haven't looked at episode 13 from last week where I interviewed Daryl Sung over in Singapore, uh, he's got a brand new devotional out called um, the greater journey and it's very cool so check that out as well and sign up for that devotional and you will not be disappointed and in addition to the podcast and the website for greater journey on our facebook page um, there is a lot more information about it and the different types of um, uh, uh, ways to perform in a greater um, I guess in a greater way. And so there's greater pace, which is something greater potential. So you're going through all of these different um, categories of being and doing something greater than you normally would, and you're doing it greater because it's with God. And so check those out. We're making it very easy for you to follow along um, and support Daryl as well in the process. He's got a lot of ideas and where he wants to take this um, this ministry and others as well. So feel free to check those out on the Facebook FCA Endurance page. And with winter running coming up, we have a winter running gloves survey that you might want to check out. Um, a young man in the FCA family is has a survey. Um, he's looking to produce a glove that's going to be, I think, more advantageous for the long runs in the cold weather and keeping the mitt hands cold. So he's looking to see what people are doing out there, how they're keeping their hands warm in the summer or in the wintertime, uh, particularly on those cold days. So visit the site, fill out the survey, help that young man out. Um, next up, we have a lot of different um, Bible verses, which we find to be motivational, and we think that you can like and share on your own, fa on your own Facebook page as well. And that's part of why we do this. Um, these are attractive um, pictures that pertain mostly to running, but not all the time, uh, but obviously pertain to uh, the Lord because these are Bible verses and how you should live out your life um, in accordance with his word. We have a verse from 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight that reminds us that we do not labor if we labor for the Lord. We do not labor in vain if we labor for the Lord. So it's a reminder to be steadfast and immovable and excel in the work of the Lord. So I think as, you know, as athletes, we pretty much have that as part of our DNA. God has placed it. Uh, but it also should encompass our every aspect of our life and not just, you know, when we it's time for us to go on a training run or ride. And I'm with you, Teresa. Teresa has a response to the comment that you know you're a runner when the phrase it's all downhill from here is a good thing. Teresa says that no, downhill is a worse, and I have to agree with her. Those knees just can't take it anymore. <laughs> so we have a couple links from the Daily Devotional at FCA Resources. We're referring to the everyday principle. Um, every day we focus on our athletics 
Um, how about our prayer life? How about um, our Bible reading? The everyday principle applies to the spiritual life as well. Um, one, and also, one of the things I noticed when I talked with Daryl and I went to his website, this is going back to the, uh, really quickly going back to the, um, the uh, Greater Journey podcast and devotional that he's, or not podcast, but devotional he's got going on. He also has a Greater Bingo which might be one of my favorite uh, aspects of the uh, of the devotional he's got going on. So check that out as well. We have a link to that from our Facebook page with Stephen Caranda commenting that the gratitude workout is the one that he's going to start first after he's uh, done with being, I guess, injured. Uh, looks like he's laid up till early November, so prayers for him as well. And that's about all we have for uh, this episode. When it comes to the updates from the ministry, uh, from the FCA Endurance Facebook page and uh, group. Uh, so be sure to um, post your race updates to those Facebook page, uh, group. Um, let us know how you're doing, what we can pray for, um, how you are growing God's kingdom, uh, all sorts of things related to you, your ministry. And just as a reminder, this is... Uh, your ministry, FCA Endurance, is something that we want you to focus on as being your uh, ministry and your focus and making God the highest priority in your endurance endeavors. All right, so now let's continue with our study in homardiology, uh, which is the study of sin. This one, um, I didn't know if I was going to actually do because I was trying to figure out if I can go more than a couple sentences talking about it. But again, we're going into um, the Ligonier Ministries Table Talk magazine um, that covers sin, and there's an interesting one here. Obviously, it's something everybody knows about. It's the Third Commandment, the vain use of God's name. Um, so this is written by I Don't Know. Um, looks like it could be Dr. Ben Shaw. I think this might be one in a series uh, from Dr. Shaw, and so we will give him credit, um, and Dr. Shaw, you can let me know if I'm, I'm incorrect on that. Um, but the article begins with, if you don't know the third commandment, it says, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. And Dr. Shaw goes on to say the Westminster Shorter Catechism uh, expounds by saying what is required of the third commandment it requires the holy and reverent use of god's names titles attributes ordinances word and works what is forbidden in the third commandment it forbids all profaning or abusing of anything whereby god makes himself known so in general most people think if they know anything about the ten commandments well there's eight things eight of the commandments are Thou shalt not, so you don't do these things. And two of them, remember the Sabbath day and honor your mother and father, you do do. So you don't do eight, do two, ten commandments, boom. But what the author is explaining here is that all, each of these commandments have, um, it's like two sides of the same coin, what you shouldn't do and what you should do to honor and glorify God. And we also think it's pretty simple um, to follow the, um, the third commandment. Just watch what you say, right? So the article goes on to say, well, most people think it's just simply prohibiting the use of profanity. You know, don't say anything bad, making it a matter of what you say. Um, also, don't, he didn't use this word, but don't be flippant. Don't make light of the things of God. So translation to me, don't cuss and don't say, you know, 
using God's name in vain, like, oh my God, you know, don't say something like that because it's vanity to think that, you know, you're just the creator of the universe, you're using it as a filler word, right? So boom, you don't say either of those things and you're, you're all set, you're not uh, disobeying the third commandment. However, we're going to go a little bit deeper. As uh, believers, we've got two other things to consider here, um, according to Dr. Shaw. The first one is we need the word take in the commandment, in the verse, do not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. It's something we need to take a little, uh, take to heart, so to speak. Um, In Exodus 10.7, it has a sense of carrying God's name with you, of bearing God's name on you as a believer, as an ambassador. And it says, to compare... In Exodus 27, you shall not bear the name of the Lord your God vainly with other verses, including in the New Testament when Paul says anyone who bears the name of his brother who is behaving in a sinful manner is reflecting poorly on the God that they serve. We as believers bear the burden of bearing um, responsibility of acting in a godly manner because people... Um, who look to you, know who you that you are a believer, you are representing somebody else. You are representing the Trinity. You are re- representing God and Christ. And if you bring shame on that name, it says that in the commandment, the Lord will not hold him guiltless. So that's a heavy responsibility to bear. And it takes the understanding of the third commandment a little bit further. So I guess basically in a layman's perspective, your actions speak louder than your words. So yeah, you've got your tongue tied up, so you're not saying the Lord's name in vain, but you're also behaving in such a way that you're not profaning the name of the God you serve. And then the second additional concept that Dr. Shaw outlines is, I think, akin to uh, my use of the word flippant and and taking, um, taking things that are supposed to be serious and holy and watering them down or making them common. So taking something profane means, in biblical usage, if it's holy, keep it holy. Don't don't turn it into something common or ordinary. And there's a couple of verses in the Old Testament, a couple of references. One is to Molech. Um, when people offer children to Molech, and that's a horrible, I mean, if you know anything about this, it's just a disgusting um habit that they uh, the people of God participated in. They profaned the name of the Lord when they offered their children to Molech. In addition, the uh, misuse of sacrificial offerings profaned what was holy to the Lord. In other words, just going through the motions, um, you know, I guess you can even kind of uh, take this concept to like communion or to prayer or to any of the other practices of the believer. If you um, water them down, or make them common in the sense that you take all of the meaning and significance out of them, then you're profaning the name of the Lord. So basically, don't do this. <laughs> in other words, honor the name of the Lord in both word and deed. So apply that principle, apply that commandment to your life, um, to your ministry, um, and in principle, it will go well with you. And with that, that's all we've got for this podcast episode. So be sure to like and subscribe and post your race and ministry updates on our Facebook pages so that I can share them on the podcast as well. And so until next time, God bless and Godspeed.